1: And good morning, and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh tell you what, we had a great show planned. We did. <laughs> good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. Well, we got
2: to thank Greg for setting that show up for us, and then
1: Gremlins got in the system last night, didn't they? I guess so. This will be the best show we never had. Morning, Greg. Morning, Perry. Um... Yeah, the phones
3: are out. Well, there's one thing about it. We got a microphone, and we got our listeners out there with the radios and stuff, so we're going to talk about stuff about racing as we can over there. We did have, uh, and uh, we had uh, Ray Abraham and Larry Reynolds going to be on today. A great guests. Absolutely. And both of them had won a lot at Indy in different places. I mean, there's a, you see Larry Mack on TV all the time and great crew chief. and But uh, they said, no problem. They've they've seen this stuff where telephone lines go out. And they said, we'll just move everything up here about three or four weeks." Yeah. And Technology
2: I'll, is wonderful when it works. It, yeah, it's yeah. real
3: wonderful when it works. But uh, it didn't it didn't work this time. Apparently, it messed y'all up last night. I'm
1: sure. Well, I, I was. I don't know if it had anything to do what with what happened last night. I mean, I was. Uh, I listened to like the first half of the Spartan High game. And they were having, I think that was more of a location problem, though, where Clary was in uh, in Georgia because they uh, kept losing the signal or, or cutting in and out and everything. So that's uh, probably unrelated, but Ronnie texted me at uh, about 8 o'clock this morning. But it, it was, yeah, about eight fifteen, I guess. Yeah, something like that, saying that the, he just heard from Daredevil and the phones were out. So, yeah, uh, it was, a, uh-oh. Yeah, so, anyway. Because, honestly, when I got home from the football
2: game last night, I didn't listen to the radio or anything. I went to bed. And uh, we may talk some football. Yeah. <laughs> How'd we do, Ronnie? <laughs> My Rebels did real well. We played a team out of North Carolina, the Huff Huskies. And a very highly touted team. They've got a running back that has, like, 30 offers from Division One schools, including Alabama and at halftime he had negative 5 yards. Well, good for him. He ended up with a total of 22 rushing yards and we beat them 44 to 7. They scored with 13 seconds left on the clock.
1: Mm. Well, I see by the old scoreboard on the wall here that uh it's just as well I didn't listen to the rest of the Spartan High game. I think it was 20 to 7 when I quit listening. I see they got beat 49 to 10, so that's not too good for the for the local boys. Uh, puts them at one and one and two. So anyway, we're going to struggle through here and do a lot of ad libbing. I, I usually have so much information here that I don't ever get to, and I throw. We'll get to it today. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, a lot of it was stuff I printed about Larry McReynolds and uh, and Ray Evernham, which I'm not going to get. There's no use to use it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I need it some other day. Well, there was uh, a slightly big race last week. There was a big race last week, and we did a lot on it, prepping for it, and uh, did some things about uh,
2: (laughs) who uh, among us would have guessed. And you can tell that by our picks. The the top two finishers would be Eric Jones and and Larson.
1: And the thing about that is. Eric Jones started 15th. Yeah. You And know, we always like to see who won the poll and who's, how to qualify. It doesn't matter. It really, I can't, Greg, honestly, even back in your day, you know, this is, it, most of the time it doesn't matter really where you qualify. Even if you qualify in the back. Because with the caution flags and the length of the race and this, that, and especially now with these uh, stages and, and segments or whatever where they have, you know they're going to have at least two caution flags or or stoppages um it, it really doesn't matter where you qualify anymore yeah
3: at less less than ever i mean uh used to be if you had a good car you know how many times i seen the pearson wood brothers car come from the rear go straight to front various ones i mean gordon go from rear to front and with these stages and different things and it's really not that big of a factor now the one factor would be is pit choice uh that affects that a little bit but uh the way they're doing these stages and stopping them and going and everything, that don't... Uh, the cream always rises to the top. Like they say, when a green flag drops, uh, the horse and round stops, so uh, they show their colors on race day, and if uh, everybody's got their act together, sometimes it's real easy if you don't have the car right to maybe get down a lap early, but with the lucky dog that they instigated, uh, instituted several years ago, which I am not a big fan of, uh,
1: that takes care of some stuff too but uh. well that was more uh, i think uh a product of they had some pretty dangerous incidents racing back to the caution flag and then there was other times that people would um slow down and let their teammate get their lap back or their buddy or, or you know and and so they said you know we can't have people racing through a a fourth turn caution uh, or crash site to the caution flag and uh, just, just to get their lap back. So um, they just decided to give the first car a lap behind their lap back. So that's sort of where that came from. That, I mean.
2: The same reason they instituted speed limits on pit road. Well, you the, remember when they used
1: to didn't have those? Yeah. Back it, when, in your, your heyday, Greg. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to and really. it's still dangerous. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they sort of instituted that when uh, the guy got killed down there in Atlanta that um, uh was it Ricky Rudd slid into him, right? Well, yeah, you had uh, Mike, well, uh, oh. Mike, Mike Rich. Yep. and, oh, and Bill Elliott's uh, pit crew.
3: And I think even in that same race, we had a, a guy that was jacking the car on, trying to think whose his car was. Might have been, I, I want to say Grant Adcock, but I think he didn't,
1: got hurt. Grant so Adcock is the one that cut Don Miller's leg yeah, off, yeah. slamming into the back of Bettenhausen on a wet pit road at Talladega. But this car at
3: Atlanta the spun through
1: and, and the Jackman was out there. Oh, oh, Watson. Watson, that's it. Bob Watson. uh, It was the first time he'd ever led a a race, and they had a caution flag, and he came down pit road, and, you know, the pit crewman was already standing there. I mean, the car wasn't even in sight yet, and the crewman is standing on pit road holding the jack, and Watson comes down through there and locks it up and just, you know, takes the poor kid out. So that was, Yeah. yeah, they... But you know what? You watch <laughs> like we do every week, and I don't mean to laugh, but it's still dangerous as heck. Well, and not to mention Bud Moore getting run over that time, get knocked down a couple of couple of pit stalls by uh, Brett Bodine. So, I mean, it's a... Well, but, even with the stringent
2: rules now, like you're saying, almost every race somebody has a collision on pit road.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still real dangerous, and they lock it up and come in there sideways and end up pitting backwards or it's even dangerous when they're um you have to drive around somebody to get out but anyway you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of digression this morning because no but because it, we, no. we're gonna talk about stuff and and change the subject and and ramble on because i'll say it one more time we don't have our phones and we don't have our two great guests that uh greg lined up for us so um Sorry, Greg. Greg talked to them out there in the lobby, and uh, they said they'd, they'd be glad to come back on, right?
3: Oh, yeah. We're good to go. They uh, Both of them have obligations the next couple of weeks, but they said first part of October looks good. So, uh, they we ain't lost them, but we ain't got them today. So well, you're gonna up, have, uh, some, you you two guys are going to have some obligations
1: in September, too. Well, we got obligations next week. And, you know, I was wrong about something, and I called. Greg uh, this week I wasn't I won't say I was in a panic but I was under the impression that what we were going to at Mount Airy next week was the Mayberry days mm. so I looked up Mayberry days on the computer and it's the next weekend and I was like wait a minute <laughs> that's that something's wrong here but what we're actually going to is a racing festival it's got nothing to do at all with Mayberry days they've uh, in Mount Airy have two festivals on on big ones on back-to-back weekends.
2: And for those of you that may not know, Mount Airy, North Carolina, was hometown to Andy Griffith, and that's kind of where the, the the Mayberry idea came from. Absolutely. Based on his hometown. And they have embraced that for 50 years
3: now. Well, how's your Aunt B history? It, sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Xavier Bailey? I mean... Frances Francis Bavier. Bouvier. Yeah,
1: for, well, I was, the last when one. she retired from acting, which you know, and I looked her up. I got kind of up on my Andy Griffith history, um, Andy Griffith show history. She uh, she was on the show longer than anybody. She was in yeah. the second episode. She wasn't in the first one. They had a different uh, uh, lady that left. I uh, can't remember who it was, but she. And and Aunt B was on the second show. But she went all the way through the... Uh, Maybe RFD? Yep. Yep. With uh, Ken... What's his name? Yep. And um, when she retired from acting, she moved to Mount Airy. Oh, really? Yeah. I she, did not know that. Yep. And she lived there and she had a house and 900 cats. And uh, she was very, very active in... Lo- local uh, she became the crazy cat lady she was actually <laughs> she was but she uh she was um very active in local affairs and charities and things like that and i think the last few years she sort of became a, rec- a recluse but
4: um but listen and- before
1: before mayberry she was an accomplished actress well she was and she was even in um the day the earth stood still yeah that's right she lived at the boarding house there with the with uh
2: you know, I can't remember
1: the characters' names, but yeah. Well, I know Michael Rennie was the Michael, yeah. The, Michael Rennie, the space he was a space guy, but uh, he was a uh, he stayed there too, or, or he visited. I don't think did he actually have a room there. I don't remember. He did. Boy, we're really talking some Barabbas, racing this morning, aren't we?
2: Clack two, bravo's Nick two, clack two. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I know, I know. Like that. that was the message she no, gave. No, actually, was clay two, Nick 2. Yeah, well, I had two Roda Necto, and the other
2: one he said uh, when the court come out,
3: he said. Gort, the Clayto Brasco. That meant for him to back off the gas and not... Kill everybody. Kill everybody.
1: But anyway... But she was. Aunt B was was there. (laughs) And Aunt Aunt B actually passed away in the hospital in Mount Airy. And I think she's buried there. So, uh, and last year, um, at 93 years old, Thelma Lou was like the guest. And she may be the only one that's still alive.
2: Wow, that's hard to believe that Thelma will 93. Yeah, she looks oh, at man.
1: every day of it, too. But um, anyway, we did have a race last week. And see, <laughs> we got all the way from Darlington to Mayberry in, a, in like uh, six minutes. That was a pretty good trip. That was a good trip. So we're going to be doing a lot of that. Hopefully, Alan Hill will come in here and bail us out <laughs> a little bit. Alan and uh, the last I heard, he and Ronnie are going to do the show uh, next week and hopefully the week after that, as far as I've heard. As far as I know. Well, I heard this morning my daughter, lovely Hannah, texted me uh, right before you did, Ronnie. She would one actually woke me up at 8 o'clock and uh, told me that Parents Weekend at South Carolina is the 27th of September through the 29th. So I'm going to be gone for three weeks in a row. And hopefully Greg will come in that week. We're going to you, dock your pay if you're not careful. <laughs> well, uh, use it to to pay the phone bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't think that's the problem, but I, ho- I hope it ain't the problem. Well, we're going to uh, take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Darlington. Hopefully, and if we get off on another tangent, that's that's all right too, because. Uh, We've got two hours to fill here, and we thought we had 40 minutes of it with some really great guests. And I hope Alan will be here for uh, his, uh, his segment on his the local, local Roundup. Yeah. yeah. So actually, uh, we're going to have a good show for you. It'll be entertaining oh, yeah. one way or the other. So uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Fox Sports Spartberg Beacon Drive In Studios.
0: When John B. White Sr.
5: opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon,
6: where the food is always good since 1946.
0: Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay. So for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400.
7: Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop, and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730.
4: Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly weekly or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to 3 days. Call 803- 273-3013. Up for style? Up for
8: performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan and Greer for the Up For Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans. Hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports, or get 0% financing, or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating, so here they are again. Ultimus, $179. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new Kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan Agreer has a huge selection of top-quality used vehicles on sale, too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Stay big and Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com.
9: Call 864-579-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest-growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts, which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45, functional fitness training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba. or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barber shops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289.
5: Hey, this is Ryan Clary. Join us weekdays at 3 for Open Mic Daily on Spartanburg's Fox Sports
0: 1400. Now on FM at 98.3.
1: Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and lo and behold, Alan Hill walked in, so we got a full... Just in time for the Socky Bottom Boys. We got a... Is that who that was? Yeah. That's not... Is that Campabella? No. No, that, no. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, out. oh, Brother Where Art. Thou? Oh, Brother Where Art, though. Oh, that's my brother's favorite movie. I like it, too. Um, Alan Hill joined us, so we got a full studio, and... Nobody on the phone lines, but the studio's packed. So we we got to be able to fill uh, another hour and 20 minutes, uh, hour and 40 minutes here. But last week, they did run a race at Darlington, and I watched every lap of it. It was kind of, uh, I mean, it wasn't boring, but it, it picked up towards the end and got kind of interesting. And when um, Eric Jones went by Kyle Larson there with, uh, I don't know, 30 or 40 laps to go, it was over. And... Kyle Larson, of course, he claimed that he was kinda on a hot seat because all the rest of the Gibbs drivers were doing so well and they had sorta made Matt D. Benedetto move over from that ninety five car uh just in case Eric Jones needed a you know needed a place to go because the sponsorships I think is kinda shaky on the number twenty. So uh anyway, he came through. Eric Jones won the race, that was his second win. Uh, having won at Daytona back in uh, 2018 in the in the uh, firecracker in the July race, so Eric Jones, and once again our astute panel of uh, experts didn't pick a winner, which which is what I was saying in the first segment. You know he started 15th, and we, we probably wouldn't have picked him. So uh, and we didn't pick him. So he um, he won. Uh, they I, did have a good crowd. Now they they had, they had a crowd. That was that was an encouraging
10: sign. I mean, it was a full house down there at Dorrance. And they, they actually stayed in there to 2 o'clock a.m. in the morning. I know. That amazed me. And, I mean, and they put on a show down there. They had a good race. And, you know, for me to wake up at 10 o'clock and turn the race on, and I'm still <laughs> awake at, at 2 <laughs> five in the morning watching the race. I mean, it's not at Gaffney, but we uh, kind of like Gaffney. Them boys was kind of... Loose in the middle of the corners, and they was kind of getting on, get driving. They'd they had were. to drive. I, except for being so sleepy watching it, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it too, and enjoyed the crowd being there. It's like I told somebody else it's good for a track here in South Carolina to show NASCAR that we can pack him stands.
1: Yeah, and 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 uh, even the back stretch look pretty full, Greg.
10: Yeah,
3: that that's what that's what impressed me. And you know, we talked to them. Uh, what was it? Week four last, we talked to Chip Wise. Kerry Tharp. Cary anyway, Tharp. Anyway, Cary Tharp. And uh, they said they were looking at the sellout, and they were still selling tickets. And what I understand, there were very few seats, if any, was left. And it had a lot of people in Enfield. You know, I just... Uh, it was a packed house, and that that, that that's, that's a good sign.
1: Well, it was a good sign, and uh, what was... Even more amazing was a lot of people didn't give up when they had a four-hour rain delay. I mean, it was 6 o'clock. It was pouring. Oh. I mean, it was really coming down. And uh, they did get it going by 10 o'clock. And you know, about a four-hour race, it was over right at 2. So uh, I, I was impressed that the, I don't know where, I guess they hid under the stands or walked through their cars or something. But it was, uh, they filled it back up once they decided to run. Yep. They were they were dedicated on that deal. Well, uh, Alan, um your man gave it a pretty good shot there for a while, Jimmy Johnson, till uh he got caught up in somebody else's mess and sort of trying to get down her own
10: pit road, I think, and like he was talking about, cars ran on the bottom of the racetrack, kinda got stacked up and next thing you know it took out took out Denny Hamlin too. Took out a bunch of good cars right there, but you know, I mean that's uh some of this stuff that you can Bring on yourself some of it you can't. I mean, he was sitting there running up in the top five about all about all night he was, and, and uh looked like he had a good car, and just like you said whenever he got out, some things were just out of our control, and it seems like when you're not having a
2: good year or a good couple of years like Jimmy's had, anytime something like that
1: can happen, it does it does well yeah it and he uh you know during the race they were showing like if the race stopped now where he'd be in the points and there was a couple of times there that he had like a 6 point uh 6 point bulge uh, where he was in actually he's was actually getting him
10: stage points and i mean he was you know he yeah. wouldn't he wouldn't play in no games over
1: last Saturday night. well he's got one more crack at it um tomorrow at Indianapolis which i thought maybe now i don't like the Say things until I've researched it a little bit, and I'm still wrong every once in a while, but I, I don't remember them. I mean, when have they ever qualified on the, on race day? And especially for a big race like Indianapolis, but they are qualifying uh, tomorrow morning. That is kind of unreal. Well, tell me about that, Greg. I mean, what well, kind of problems does that present the crew and the, and the well, people it, it, setting up the car and everything? It, it presents a lot of problems.
3: I mean, first of all, you got a qualifying session. In Indianapolis, it takes a pretty intricate setup to get around the racetrack right. you got to have the motor right. The driver's mind's got to be right. Everything's got to be right on the card to cut a good qualifying
1: lap. Let me throw this in right here, Greg. Qualifying tomorrow morning for the cup race is from 1030 to 1130. The race is at 2. So from 1030 to 2, what's that? That's like three and a half hours to do whatever you're going to do before the race and, uh, it's not a lot of time.
3: Uh, I don't much like that. You know, we we, we talked a lot of that about uh, bump day kinda <laughs> like with the, the Indy cars with the bump day. Right. You know, it, it, that makes it. So I mean the qualifying should have been done be done yesterday. Or, or today. Next, or today yeah, today. And uh but to do it do it on the same Sunday up there at, at, at Indy? I mean, that's disrespect to Racetrack, just about. I mean, I, I don't know who figured that out.
1: Well, i tell you who figured it out. It's the guy that uh, runs the place. His name escapes me. But he said the reason was that nobody showed up for qualifying anyway. And he wanted to put it all so the fans would get, you know, like a double dose of action. Uh, I find a lot of fault with that. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to get there a whole lot earlier, probably. And Indy, or in most races... Cup qualifying is usually the same day as the Xfinity race or whatever support race they've got. So it's kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just, it doesn't make sense to do it on the same day to me. I I just, yeah. What if you tear your car up? I mean, you do have a chance to get one off the trailer or off the, you know, out of the truck, a backup, but it's going to have no track time whatsoever. No, that'd be a bad deal. And
3: you'll probably see a couple of them more. Because you got you to be on your toes when you drop that thing off in turn one and turn three. I mean, it it is it, it, a tough place to get around. And they run a real good lap. They, they ride on the edge. Well, it's a very
1: high-speed track. It's I mean, a real high-speed track. You go into those turns, I, w- I would say probably right at 200, if not more. I mean, that's a three-quarter of a mile long straightaway. And like you said, you drop it off into the first turn. And, and what was it? Tim Steele tore up a bunch of cars trying to. Drop it off into yeah, the first yeah, turn, he, he, and 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 other people as well. So it just wouldn't give you wouldn't give you much time to to make you you wouldn't have any time hardly to make repairs. You I just have to bring a car off the truck that's green.
3: Well, it's just like we saw in other race a week ago. I think it was it, it could have been at Darlington or the race before, but guys were just barely scraping the wall. I mean, a car that's totally fixable, which you know they're going to run their best car. Versus the backup car. Lots of times you try to have them as close as you can. And uh, they're rolling them off the... Just bumping the guardrail a little bit. And, uh, because of the Tempest. It's got this zero tolerance and everything on it. Somebody needs to wake up. I mean, they really do. NASCAR's trying real hard with a lot of this stuff. Uh, and we kind of like the idea about the Roval. Or I still say they need to call it road course. But some of that stuff is pretty good thinking. and it. But I don't know. back Back... Poconos and and qualifying on Monday I mean, on Sunday morning and run the brickyard that afternoon. That 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 ain't. It's different. It's different. It, <laughs> it, may, it may fool us. It may be something that comes out real popular right? for NASCAR and the fans and everybody. Well, I guess
1: you. if you were there and and I mean it's all on television, so it is a a, a pretty full day. You know, especially if you're sitting in the stands, which is a. I think one of the things. Well, that's what the guy said. I read it in the Spartanburg Herald Journal this morning. I can't remember the guy's name that runs a Speedway. It used to be the Hallmans for years, and Joe Clotier, and they've had so many different. I don't remember the new guy that they've got running the Speedway, but he, he came up with this idea. Now, getting back to Darlington, all these people solidified their spot in the uh, in the chase uh, in the last, you know, the last uh, ten races. But there's still two spots open, and right now those spots are held by Clint Boyer, who as much as he likes to, I know he doesn't like to, but as much as he has a proclivity to hit things, he didn't hit anything (laughs) too hard last week. And actually... uh, And that's amazing, considering it was Darlington. uh, Considering it was Darlington, and he came home in sixth place. Let's give the rundown here while we've got it uh, in my hand. Eric Jones won the race after starting 15th. Kyle Larson was second. Third was Kyle Busch, and here you go talking about starting position. He started 33rd, mm-hmm. so, I mean, he had to pass just about all of them. Kevin Harvick surprised me, not running any better than he did, but he still finished fourth. My man, Brad Keselowski, was fifth. Clint Boyer, as I just said, was sixth. Kurt Busch ran real well early, but got a, he got bumped around a little bit in that orange uh, Camaro of his, and he finished seventh. Matt D Benedetto had another outstanding race going from 19th to 8th in the number 95 which I thought had a good throwback scheme it was Dan Gurney's Dotson yeah. and yeah. it looked just about like it, it yeah, I thought it looked cool. really good yeah um actually that was probably a Toyota not a Dotson uh, <laughs> Paul Menard and and um Greg's pick was uh finished 9th coming from 17th and Austin Dillon finished 10th so uh, the way the points shook out, four more guys solidified their their uh, position in the chase, which only leaves two places open. And like I just said, Clint Boyer has the 15th spot right now, and Daniel Suarez is 16th. And uh, uh, Eric Amarola is 14th, and he's in, no matter what. So in 17th place, actually, Suarez is tied with uh, Ryan Newman. But because of some tiebreakers with the stage points and everything, Ryan Newman is uh, on the outside looking in, but by the slimmest of margins. And Jimmy Johnson is 18th, and he's got 599 points, and he's uh, 18 points out of out of making the chase. So, you know, it's there for the taking. He can do it. If he wins, he's in. Anybody that hasn't won a race this year is in. Uh, anybody that doesn't uh, win... You know, they're going to have to battle their way in, and Jimmy Johnson's just going to have to have a flawless race. He's got to finish high and, uh, you know, and stay out of trouble. That's uh, that's the story for him. He's made it every year, the 12 years that they've had the, uh, you know, that they've had this wacky point system and the chase and, and everything and the stages. And, uh, well, let me ask you this. Yeah.
2: Do you think if he does not make the chase, he <laughs> may start considering retirement?
1: uh you know i I mean i think he might be considering it anyway however i don't think he'd want to go out like that of course i don't know if i'd want to go out not making the chase twice so uh you know they they switched around crew chiefs with him and um i think he's had like three different ones this year i'm just i guess you know and william byron is in the chase but he hasn't won a race yet but I just wonder if they thought about giving uh, Chad Kanouts back to Jimmy Johnson. You know, the old put the old put the old band back Get the together. Band back together. Get the band back together and see if he could. You know, see if Chad Kanouts was a uh, was the missing piece that uh, could put him put him over the top. But obviously, they're not going to do it because something they need to do. I hadn't
3: thought about that. That's something. They, that's something they needed to do. Done. Done. Because there was some magic going on somewhere. That chemistry. Yeah. Communication. Seven championships worth. <laughs> yeah, seven championships <laughs> Five worth. in a row. And uh, maybe because they just hit a little bit of dry spot or whatever. And uh, Just like Felix Bottas made a statement one time. He said, well, you know, the first thing you got to try to hang on to your sponsor. So if you're not running good and the sponsor gets a little bit shaky, you fire the crew chief. Well, if that helps, that's good. But if that don't help it, then you fire the driver. Well, well then if that don't help, you don't lose your sponsor. So you fire yourself and you out of business altogether. So... It, it but you got to have a driver and a crew chief that can talk to each other
1: well that with that thought in mind this is his first year with ally you know that's been the Lowes Chevrolet all these years but this is his first year with Ally Bank and um, you know I, I don't know how long the sponsorship's good for I'm sure they, it's probably multi, multi-year but they uh, they may be a little disappointed that they're not in there you know who knows? But we know that Jimmy Johnson's a winner. I don't think he's uh I don't think he's ready to retire. but I do think he's probably thinking about it to answer your question. So anyway, you got the Cup Boys at Indianapolis and a lot of on the line, a lot at stake. I'm sure Jimmy Johnson wants to qualify as far up. boy. This is one race he wouldn't to. he wouldn't wanna tear his car up qualifying or something and have to go to a backup because as I said, if you have to go to the backup this week, it's probably going to be, I don't think there's a practice session between qualifying, well, I can look right here on the my TV schedule, and there's not a practice session between the uh, qualifying and the race. I mean, they're they're back to back, so.
2: It's something I found completely off this subject, but I thought it was very interesting that NASCAR is partnering with Netflix, and in 2020, they're going to have a comedy starring Kevin James as the crew chief of a fictional, fictitious NASCAR now team. Where,
1: where did you hear this?
2: On that magic interweb net.
3: Well, I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't I heard, heard about that. One that. That 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 crazy movie that made a lot of us mad. Uh, that Halliday night. The only good thing about it, though, the, the drunk daddy in that movie. It was driving Smokey's number thirteen. That part was good, but the rest of it, I thought, was a little silly. But uh, well, I don't know. Whatever sells, if, if if it gets some attention, I. Well, you know. I like Kevin James.
2: I just had never really thought about him being involved in NASCAR, but I never really thought about him being involved in UPS either. Well, <laughs> when he was King of, King of Queens. Yeah.
1: Well, they got a. Uh, Possibilities there. Uh, uh, who it knows? It could be it, funny. It, get, maybe get you need it. to call
2: them and give him some stories, Greg.
3: Well, let's put it this way. I think
2: Greg
1: out. would be good for the show.
2: I the think truth. so.
3: Well, I'm, Greg could, I'm fine a clown. figure. figure. no doubt about that. No. <laughs> I, I'm about half not for real. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be, maybe I'd
2: like to do that. That'd be good. I think it'll be funny. Well, we'll, well for first, I like Kevin James. Yeah. And it could be a, a funny concept. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how it, how it goes.
1: Yeah. Well, I've, uh, <laughs> I'm all for I'm all for uh, racing TV. It works for, for me. racing movies and stuff like that. You know, I think coming out real soon is this uh, documentary. No, the Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, okay. Which uh, I saw the previews to, and it's got a lot of people playing uh, Lee Iacocca and. And you know, uh, Carol Shelby, and, right. you know different personalities. Enzo Ferrari, uh, you know different personalities that were involved in this. About I think it's 1966 or 67 or both, when uh, Ford said, "You know, we're winning Le Mans," and they finally did in 67. Right. So, uh,
2: well, also in the next week or so, a documentary is coming out, and and it's a documentary form of Michael Waltrip's book in the blink of an eye about his his uh about Michael? Well actually about the what happened when he won Daytona and and Dale Jr. got I mean Dale Sr. got killed okay. and all that stuff. It it's a book he wrote a while back, but now it's it's being made into a documentary. Hmm.
1: It's gonna be a limited release within the next week. I wonder if he's gonna go further than that, because you know, that's he had some pretty Shady stuff went on. I mean there's no other way to put it. But we're up against the break right now and we'll uh, we'll have time to talk about that later. So let's take a break, come back. That should have been a great interview with uh with uh Bray but it wasn't. So uh, we'll, uh, nice coming. Yeah, nice coming. we'll get it next we'll get it down the road. But we're gonna take a break right now and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg.
11: Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and
8: go to Nissan and Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans. Off-road Nissans. Hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Ultima. Just $179 a month. A new Rogue. Just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultima's one. Rogues, 199 rogue Rogues Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top-quality used vehicles on sale, too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Say big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details.
12: Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Par's Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Par's Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274.
5: Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs in over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile.
7: Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
8: Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans. Off-road Nissans. Hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Ultima. Just $179 a month. A new Rogue. Just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultima's $179 Rogues, $199. Rogues Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And New Kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top-quality used vehicles on sale, too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online
9: at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest-growing fitness network, has now made its way to Rova. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts, which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Rova, or call at
0: 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at
1: 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Uh, Alan had some reflections on the Southern 500 there during the break. What'd you say?
10: Uh, Daniel Suarez uh, says he didn't help Ryan Newman down there in the I guess it be second turn now since they changed it straight away. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking at it like uh, I think you did kind of help him around. But uh, he says he didn't touch him. And Ryan Newman kind of said, yeah, you kind of helped me. But, uh, you know, he said there might be a payback coming. But, you know, they're going to they gonna have to settle this out here. Probably be it uh, Indy, you know. This is a tough place to settle arguments. Yeah. Ryan Newman—he's been done. Ask Kyle Larson when it come down to that last lap out there at Phoenix. Oh, Ryan just drove rough in there and just said, "Well, I'm—I'm I'm here. I'm—I got to go." And he, you know, and it's up to your driver to do that. Sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong—it's nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing wrong with it or nothing like that. Not unless that driver is not still running at the end of the race. Well. Uh, I think this was the the
3: first race for for the Brickyard. It's the second race. But I cannot believe to this day that Jeff and Brett Bodine pulled what they pulled. Oh, you're talking about in... uh, uh, At the Brickyard. Yeah. First race. Both of them had real good cars. And that's two brothers. uh, Whatever the feud was about, I don't even think they've ever talked to each other since or something, but I mean... (laughs) It didn't make a whole lot
1: of sense. Well, it made for good television and an exciting race, um, but you know, like I said a minute ago, they're tied for the last uh, the last transfer spot. You know, the last guy to get into the chase, and uh, um, and there's two more right behind them. So, you know, there's there's four guys going for two spots. That's what it boils down to, and we'll see who gets them right now. Um, as I said, if it was decided right now, it'd be Clint Boyer and Daniel Suarez. But on the outside looking in is Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson. So, And anybody else that wins the race that hadn't even won one yet is going to take a spot. And then there'd only be one four guys going for one spot. So, Well, Clint Boyer would actually get
10: that because he's actually eight points ahead. So, if you got a new driver comes in up there, that's going to move Clint Boyer back. and That's going to leave the two that's fighting for the last place, which is Suarez and Ryan Newman at zero and zero. That's going to bump both of them out if you got a different winner. If you got Well, but it would depend on how they finish during the race. Well, Clint Boyer, you know, and like Clint said, I, I seen him in an interview this week. He said he's going to try not to do anything stupid this week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, you should probably live by those words every week. Well, you know, I do, and I'm not even a race driver, but I, I try not to do anything well, stupid, like from minute to minute.
10: Well, sometimes these drivers, they do have a, <laughs> I, I call it a lack of oxygen going
1: to the brain.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: got their helmet too tight? Yeah, they got their helmet too tight. Okay. Let's look at the Xfinity for just a second. Now, they ran at Darlington last weekend, too, and it wasn't without a little controversy because... uh Denny Hamlin took the checkered flag. and then once again, as I was trying to get some early morning sleep in time, I get a text from Mr. Hill saying asking me asking me if Hamlin got disqualified from the race and I, I, was, uh, I was in dreamland, so I didn't, I didn't really know and I did, that's why I didn't answer you back for about three hours because <laughs> around 11:30 in the morning is my Sunday getting up time. And um, the Lord and I have worked this out a long time ago where i I believe in God, and I try to be a good person, but i don't I just can't get up to go to church when I got to get up to go to Charlotte at four thirty every morning so uh and that's been a long standing thing that's between me and me and my maker. But Denny Hamlin won the race, but he was too low in the front and too high in the back. So the winner of the race with the butt shot Jones paint job. Turned out to be Cole Custer. In the double zero, Tyler Reddick was second. Ryan Blaney was third. Christopher Bell fourth. And in maybe his last race ever, who knows? He said it was the last one at Darlington for sure, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who ran a pretty decent race. And if you watched that race,
10: Denny Hamlin started to rear the field, come all the way to the front. Had a bad, had to come back in for another pit stop, made another adjustment, went to the rear of the field again, and come all the way to the front. All I can say is I'm glad to see that NASCAR disqualified the whole car instead of saying, "Well, you got a ten thousand dollar penalty, and you still get to keep the win." Yeah, they said yeah. before
1: the season they weren't doing that anymore.
10: That's uh, that's one of the things that Cherokee Speedway. You wrong, you wrong, you're gone.
1: Well, you don't get nothing. Yeah, they they took the, the truck race away from. Uh... Chastain earlier in the year, and um, they haven't done it in a cup race yet, but now they have done it in an Xfinity race and a big one at Darlington. Um, Jeremy Clements had a decent day. He didn't hit anything in his Days of Thunder, number 51, and uh, finished 12th. Started 20th, finished 12th, and actually picked up a little bit in the point standings. He's only 10 points out of the first guy not to make the chase, uh, you know, their, their playoff. He is um, ten points behind Gray Galding, so uh, you know Jeremy's got one last chance to do it. He's one hundred twenty nine points behind Ryan Sieg for the the last spot in the in the playoff, and he's he's just not going to get there point wise. I, I don't, I mean, Sieg would have to not show up, and Clements would probably have to finish. I mean, I don't even know if he could do it if he won. But, um, but if he wins, he's in. So he's 14th right now. The point standings, uh, as we speak, as I speak, is Tyler Reddick is first, Christopher Bell second, Cole Custer third, Justin Allgaier fourth, Austin Sendrick fifth, Chase Briscoe, and Parnelli Jones-Offenhauser 1963 Indy 5 winning paint job last week which i thought was pretty cool he's running he's a six in the standings noah cracks in the seventh michael annette is eighth justin Haley ninth john hunter nemacek 10th brandon jones 11th and ryan sieg is 12th jeremy i tell you if he just hadn't had those lousy lousy beginning of the season uh, i think there's a great chance that he'd be up there but he did have a lousy beginning of the season but he's closing pretty well Closing it out pretty well. Did anybody see him interview Buckshot during the race? Yes, I did. Oh, Buckshot looked pretty good, didn't he? Buckshot looked like he's had a little weight on. Well, you know, but what they said was, whoever it was was interviewing him, that he, uh, sounds like he'd been working out. I mean, it looks like, um, he didn't look fat to me as, and I, of course, I'm comparing him to what he was, you know, 15 years ago when he was racing, he did look a little older and a, a little stouter. But um, the commentator, whoever was interviewing him down on Pitt Road, you know, said that he'd been working out and uh, sort of had a health thing going on. So um, good for Buckshot. I'd like to have him on the show. I used to pull for him. Yeah, I did,
10: too. Matter of fact, I seen him up there at Charlotte. I took my daughter to Charlotte up there whenever she was in high school. And my brother, he was actually maintaining a 41 car for Hedwick up there at uh, Statesville. And uh, we was staying there in the, in the garage area, and here come Mark Martin walking by. My daughter, she kind of looked down. She looked at me and she said, who was that? I said, that's Mark Martin, Martin. She said, that guy? And uh, about that time we walked over to Ricky Pearson and she said, told Ricky, she said, did you see how little Martin Martin was? And Ricky said, well,
1: you wait till my driver crawls out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a shame that... Uh- you know, every time I pass Guy Roofing, I think about when it was uh, Phoenix Racing, and before that it was Buckshot Racing. And uh, is Jones Road uh, that the shop's on, is that named after Buckshot Jones, the Jones family?
3: Yeah, far as I know. Okay. I asked that question. I know me and Bud got invited over there back, oh, about four or five years ago. And it's a shame that something never did really materialize good over there. I mean, or fulfillment or whatever. I think the buckshot thing had all the promise in the world. Uh, they built a beautiful building. And, you know, Phoenix had some some, some signs of luster. You know, this, that. But built a beautiful building. It was in Spartanburg. And we,
1: like I say, we pulled for whoever's driving it. And, uh, well, they did win a Talladega before they went out of business with uh, uh, Brad Keslowski's first big win with the Miccosukee Indian car at Phoenix. And uh Kurt Busch won a won at Daytona in the uh, Xfinity Fourth of July race. Uh, you know, and as
3: soon as you got young driver, uh, if, if as soon as he runs real good and you, that people know you got your hands on something, you can't afford to keep him then because everybody throws the money at him, so he's gone anyway. But
1: uh, Greg, what? talking to the microphone? Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking. You're he's talking to Alan and well, <laughs> turning his head sideways, and we I can't know, hear him. I know it. But
3: uh, yeah, that that should have been. Uh, something out of that shop come out real good it's a beautiful shop
1: it is and now it's a beautiful roofing place so um anyway well we've just about got one hour in the book here and we've got a we would have been talking to uh, Larry McReynolds in about uh, five or six (laughs) minutes but that's not going to happen either let me see if the phones are still flashing like a like a train's coming Mm -hmm. you know all these red lights like uh, don't cross the tracks right now um I take this last minute or so to thank Lanny McKinney who does uh, our podcast and the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page. And we always want to thank Lanny each week because he's doing a, he's backing us up, but there's nothing, he can't fix a phone. Yeah, So, you know, he's uh, always there for us and we appreciate everything you do, Lanny. And it was good seeing you out there when we had the Bobby Allison or Greg had the Bobby Allison thing at uh, Appleby's. Uh, it's about 2 weeks ago now. So um well we come back we're going to talk about uh what's on television, we're going to talk about the trucks, we're going to talk about Indy, which they had an interesting race last week, we're going to talk about Arca who ran on the dirt and we're going to talk about the Formula 1, which there's a sad note there, there was a Formula 2 death last week we want to touch on and um, and Mike Hill with the the WeatherTech Sports championship. Uh, championship series. And Alan's going to talk about the local stuff. And Alan's going to do the local stuff with all the time he needs in the world. (laughs) And uh, so um, you're listening to Start Your Engines. I'm sorry we having the phone trouble, but not much I can do about it. We're going to come back on the other side, and fill in another hour, hopefully with some entertainment, even if we have to do some gun smoke trivia, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: We are awesome. Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Hose Football is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartan. Now on FM at 98.3. Brinks for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Franks for the Memories? Because
11: Hot Dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Brinks for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Brinks for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Brinks for the Memories six. 68 Oak Grove Road, next to Westview Elementary, is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3:30 p.m. Thanks for the memories.
12: Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate. Upstate Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Up
8: for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan and Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans. Hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultimas, $179. Rogues, $199. Rogues Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan and Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at
6: NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details.
7: The cat sat on the Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott, can help you to develop Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit trentlancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
9: F45 Training, the world's fastest-growing fitness network has now made its way to Robot. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts, which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform Better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now at 45 Optional Fitness Training located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba or call at 864 810
0: 4528. Live from the Beacon Drive In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
2: Gentlemen, start your red gun. Yeah.
1: and welcome back to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg from the beacon Drive-In studios 1400 am 98 3 fm and all over the interweb different ways you can get us and uh, ronnie you look like you're poised to speak oh no i'm just sitting
2: here watching our good friend alex alex smith he's over here on the on the phone with with tyler sugar and they're diligently working, trying to get the phone lines fixed. Well, I but.
1: knew he was working on the phone lines because he's got those spiky boots on where he might, <laughs> he might <laughs> have to go climb up, a pole. Might have to go up the pole. Um, well, Alan got an interesting text during the break just now or right before it, and uh, what was that all about? And we're going to do the... He's going to do uh, his thing now.
10: Well, uh, Cherokee Speedway this weekend is having a big dirt Lane race over there. It's kind of like our division, except they call it the Street Stock uh, Division, and... Uh, but to uh, be able to run that division with our car, we'd have to do a whole bunch of changes to our car, so uh, we're going to sit that race out. They actually qualified last night. I got some of the results from that, but uh, With I what t- you were telling us about all that you had to do to run that
2: race tonight at Cherokee, it just ain't worth
10: it. No, we'd have to buy about eight tires, have to put a, buy us a two-barrel carburetor to put on our limited motor, and uh, have to make a few more other changes to the car, and uh, We told them, said, uh, it's really not worth it to us to make all these changes, and uh, don't get me wrong, there's a few boys that's actually running in our division that's got crate motors, which I don't have a crate motor, and they can actually run this division, and so uh, we've got one of our boys, he's going to be starting on the front row in this division, uh, let's race tonight. Uh, Eric Gaffney. I'll get into it a little bit later on, but I'm going to fall back to last week uh, as far as Harris. We so, got- so the bottom line is there, you're going to go to Harris. Uh, bottom line is we're going to, uh, I text uh, Danny, I said we're going to let uh, this one guy go up there and just uh, pay a $1,000 at Harris tonight and uh, you know, $1,000 is a pretty good deal and uh, we've won the last two I think up there at Harris but we are trying to get our car to go back to round racetrack at Gaffney and it's kind of it's kind of hard having one car whenever you want to try to go two different racetracks, and Gaffney is kind of like, to most of our listeners out here, it's about like Bristol, whereas Harris is more like Martinsville. Okay. And you've just got to make so much, and sometimes you just keep on making so many changes on your race car that eventually I ain't going to say that you're not fast at both, I mean, neither one of the racetracks because you're trying to fight, you know, from one thing to the other, but... uh we're not race. We was gonna sit at home tonight, but I kind of, you know, I kind of text Danny. I had the car up on the scales this morning and uh, text him a picture of the weights and stuff, and uh, I texted him back just a little while ago, and I said uh, we're gonna let uh, one guy just kind of walk away with that thousand dollars up there at Harris, and he texts me back. He said, "Well, you know, you gotta change the gear and." Uh, have it up on the scales and start making a few more changes. And I said, "Well, I can, I can kind of do that." And uh, he said, "Well, I'll be over in a little bit." I said, "Well, car be up on the scales about 5:30." <laughs> so, uh, but the next thing I told him, I said, first thing you need to do is go in there and ask Jada." <laughs> and uh, he went in there and he told Jada, he said, uh, "Is it all right if we go up to Harris tonight?" It's Up to you, and uh, next thing I know, I get this text of a smiley face. Oh, yeah, leave it up to me. Well, sure,
1: let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, with Alan running this show next week, hopefully the phones will be fixed. But uh, he's uh, we'll have the results, we'll know how he did. Yep. I'll probably, <coughs> hopefully, I might find out tomorrow morning or something when I have my. My debriefing with uh, with Alex uh, uh, with Alan about what happened the night before, but um, good luck to you. All right, and uh, he's going to do his <laughs> bit and, and get on out of here. So well, get started.
10: Let's get into Harris last week. Harris Speedway had a good race up there. Renegade went to Chris Jackson. Thunder Bomber A went to Tyler Gass. Young Guns went to Jason Green. Pure Stop went to Matt Pence. I mean Spencer. Uh, front wheel drive four owners cylinders went to Jacob Bright. The V6 front-wheel drive went to Jason Manning. Blue Ridge Outlaws. They had the Blue Ridge Outlaws up there. A local driver from up here around uh, Campabella, Taylor Puckett, in the SRI car to home that winner. Cherokee Speedway last week. They had the Hall of Fame race over there. Uh, Limited Sportsman, which was our division. We did not race. Our, our crew was going down to the lake for the weekend. So first place went to Bradley Weaver. Second place went to Chris Messer. 3rd uh, place went to Josh Hellams Stock 4 1st place Braden Pruitt 2nd place Matt Gilbert 3rd place Jamie Madison Thunder Bomber 1st place Preston Dimsdale. 2nd place Ricky Bogan 3rd Luke Doggett Crate Sportsman 1st place Ronnie Mosley 2nd place Brake Plyer 3rd place Devin Morgan Sika Late Models 1st place Jacob Brown 2nd place Dylan Brown Third place, Leighton Sullivan. Renegade. First place, Earl Petty. Second place, Mitchell Duval. Third place, Justin Armour. And then we had the Carolina Class Super Late Models. Another local driver, Ross Bales, driving the Barry Wright house car from over here in Calpians. He took home the win. Second place was another local driver here, Anthony Sanders. Third place was Derek Ramey. Like I said, uh... This weekend, as far as racing this weekend goes, uh, you've got Travers Rest Speedway. Travers Rest Speedway, they qualified last night. Uh, since uh, we getting high school football going in there, Travers Rest usually runs their full program on Friday night. But since we getting high school football in here now, they're going to have to start changing these races over. So last night, they actually qualified. Your first four drivers were actually locked in for the night. So Traverse Rest Speedway will actually be racing tonight. They're going to pay $1,000 in Renegade 8. They're going to pay $1,000 in the Crate Sportsman. Thunder Bomber's going to pay $700 to win. Thunder Bomber Futures, $500 to win. they also going to have Pure Stock and Extreme 4 on the schedule. Like I said, Harris Speedway tonight. Harris Speedway tonight, they're going to have a full car to race in there. They also put a uh, limited sportsman in there and going to pay a $1,000. So, I uh, kind of text my driver and said, uh, we got a $1,000 going on. So, Harris that they they kind of called us a little bit earlier in the week and uh, was trying to get us to come to Harris, but we've been trying to get our car straightened out. We went, actually went over to practice at Cherokee Speedway on Thursday night and uh, kind of getting it going back and around over there at Cherokee Speedway. Found out things that was our problem, but uh Harris tonight, we got Stock 4, we got Young Guns, we got Pure Stock, we got Thunder Bomber A, Thunder Bomber B, Front Wheel Drive is going to be, this is their shootout number 6 race, $600 to win, they got V6 Front Wheel Drive, then they got Limited Sportsman, this is going to be another shootout race and going to pay $1,000 to win there, so hopefully we might can go up there and slide in there, and might can I can win this thousand dollars. I bet you do. Well, I hope so. We've, uh, like I said, we went over there. We went over to Cherokee Speedway uh, Thursday night and practiced. And uh, I seen where I had a little bit of stagger problem with one of my tires, and I actually went to the tire truck, actually bought another tire, come back, we managed it up, kind of rolled out good as far as measurements around the tire to get our stagger back right. Danny went out there in the first practice session, come back in. He said, let's make a couple more changes. It felt pretty good. Walked around the corner of the hat, tire, car and left rear tire was flat. Mm. We took it <laughs> off, took it off. Brand new tire, had a hole punched in it. Made five laps. I looked at him and I said, let me go back to the tire truck again. We'll go get us another one. But I told him, I said, you know, sometimes about like Jimmy Johnson. When you have one of these years, you just have one of these years. Yeah. You just got to grin and bear it. But at Cherokee Speedway tonight, they're going to have this Durant Lane. Durant Lane is a traveling series. And I kind of looked it up a little bit. Uh, these boys, some of these boys from Mississippi and stuff. And I was wondering about this Durant Lane. And it's actually a car dealership that kind of helps sponsors this deal. And they actually pay $5,000 to win in it. Uh, last night, they had three qualifying races in it. And uh, the three qualifying races, Justin McGee won one. Ricky Green, which is a local driver, he won the second heat race. And in Brooks Strength from Mississippi, he run the third, won the third heat race. So them three boys will actually be starting... Now, I want y'all to listen to this now. I'm <laughs> they starting twenty-four cars there. And twenty-four cars actually showed up to qualify for this. And on dirt, they gonna start these boys three wide.
1: Oh, good. Oh, good. Mm, well, that's uh
10: three wide getting off into the first turn at Cherokee Speedway on Dirt. <laughs> Is what I call a car owner's nightmare.
1: (laughs) If you're from second row (laughs) to about the sixth row, (laughs) well, talk
10: about a bottleneck.
1: That's eight rows worth of cars there, and uh,
10: I just wanted—I just wanted to actually call the track owner and tell him. I said, I hope you got more than two records there.
1: Uh, but, is that the way they always start? Or are they
10: no, just doing it for tonight? they just doing this. This is part of this Durant's Lane deal. Okay. Uh, Durant's Lane is a traveling series. And don't get me wrong. It's like I told you boys. I said some of our boys has actually changed over to this. And they actually pay $5,000 to win. And we kind of had this back in the 70s. It was the NDR race that come to Cherokee Speedway. It actually paid $10,000 in 1978. And, uh, wow. Wow. Yes, everybody says that. Well, but that was a lot of money. Now that was a lot of money in 1978. A lot more. And uh, don't get me wrong. And uh, the guy come over at Old Rock Golf. It actually on the racetrack. And he said, "I'm going to put on a race. Going to pay ten thousand dollars." Rock I said, "Well, you're crazy." <laughs> yeah. But the guy looked at him. He said, "Well, just let me rent your racetrack, and I'm going to put it on, and I'm going to I'm going to do it all." Well, the guy did it. The guy walked away from here, and I seen him the following week because it's like I told one of them. We missed ran one race in 1978. The next race was at Myrtle Beach, and we just had won $10,000. Well, guess what we done? We went to Myrtle Beach. Did you win? Uh, was running second, and the transmission come out. Mm. Wow. But... uh then from the next time, we went on to uh, somewhere else. I think it was Atomic Speedway. and uh, But it's like I told this uh track owner over here at Cherokee Speedway, you know, this deal is a good deal for $5,000. But guess what? Next week, they're going to be somewhere else. Well, if your local boys do good in this, guess where they're going to be next week? Mm-hmm. So now you're kind of, you, I ain't going to say you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. But yeah but, I mean, that's just, the way, that's just the way it is. Chasing that big purse. You're going to chase the big purse. I mean, that's uh, if you do good in tonight's race and you're a local race car driver here, if I can run these boys with them here, I can run with them next week, yeah. which, I mean, that's uh, if you've seen some of the rigs that these boys have over there, I mean, I thought mm-hmm. when we pulled in, I looked at Danny and I told him, I said, man, these old boys are spending a lot of money just to run this uh, series, mm-hmm. but I mean it it pays five thousand I don't know what second pays now second it might go from five thousand dollars to a thousand
2: mm-hmm.
10: but they they said in this interview thing that they automatically go in if you can start to feel, you automatically get three hundred dollars, but three hundred dollars is just uh
1: helping you get to the next rate yeah, yeah, well, I think the weather's going to be great for everything. The weather's not a factor this weekend; it was going to be beautiful. Yep. I don't see any rain in the forecast for next week. To tell you the truth, we probably could use a little bit. but uh, So, you got some work to do this afternoon as soon as you leave the show.
10: Just as soon as I leave this show here, I might run over here and grab my grandboy, a big ribeye steak, and throw it on the grill about 4 o'clock for him because he comes over and he stays with my, my wife while we go to the race, and he likes the. He likes a big ribeye steak, so... Uh, I, I like oh, one, too. I, I don't blame him. I, I can enjoy that my own self. Well, yeah, uh, I'll probably have him one sitting there at the house, and uh, I'll get out there and start working on this race car for Danny, and then he'll come in here about 2 o'clock. And I'll have his gear changed, have everything sitting up and have it on the skills, and we're going to try to go to Harris probably this evening. And uh, Wally going to be there? I don't know if Wally be there or not. Uh, he may go to Travers' wrist. They play in a thousand dollars, as I announced a little bit earlier. They pay in a thousand dollars in the Renegade Division at Travers' wrist, mm-hmm. and he may he may go for a thousand dollars at Travers' wrist. Well, but
1: whichever. Sounds like a good night for racing, well, though. And if, uh, if your car's not on the racetrack, you can't win. No, it's not. You can't <laughs> win the lottery if you don't play. That's there right. you go. Let me let me. Uh, let me ask you one quick question now, because I know kind of know how it is with the cup guys and, and uh and NASCAR. but when you go to practice like you said you practice Thursday night at Cherokee Speedway do you have to have uh, emergency equipment there and everything you have to rent yes. rent that or make sure it's well it's he, there and everything
10: he actually he actually had uh this was a this was for the dirtz Lane deal you can actually rent a racetrack over at Cherokee Speedway for three hundred dollars and uh as long as you don't have no more than one or two cars out there on the racetrack, I think he does not have to have ambulance service there. But for this Durex Lane deal that he had an open practice session, some of these boys was coming from Mississippi and far off that never had seen Cherokee Speedway before. He actually had about, I believe he had about 40 or 50 race cars over there in different divisions Thursday night. So... He actually charged us to get in for this practice session. Mm-hmm. So he actually made, I ain't going to say made money, but he actually had enough money to pay for the ambulance crew and everything yeah. else that he had on standby there.
1: Yeah, I believe that.
10: And uh, he actually had his announcer there and two or three other people there that was running the transponders. We got transponders on the back of our cars that actually goes across a, a timeline, or it's just a cable, it's... Buried in the racetrack across the start-finish line, that you can see here and look up on what we call race monitor on your smartphones, and you can buy that app, and you can actually sit at home, and as every time that car, your cars go by, it actually shows them up on your phone as who's leading, who's running second, who's running third, and stuff like that. Actually, they're gonna have the big super late model. I think the World 100 this weekend. And if I'm sitting here where I've got internet service, I can just sit here and watch it. I ain't going to say watch it. I mm-hmm. can just... I can just Keep look, up with it. Keep up with it. Yeah. And, I mean, you can sit here and watch them with, with three laps left to go, and you sitting there going, well, here comes second place. He knocked off, you know, a quarter of a second off, and you can tell if it's going to be a tight race, but even though it's not televised.
1: Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's that's great. And speaking of technology, all that's on the phone. Speaking of which... Alex Smith just fixed ours and uh um I, and that's great. Uh, so we're gonna take a break like right, right now. We're gonna you got anything else,
10: Alan? No, I'm fixing to check out of here so I can run on out of here. So I'm gonna let this last thirty minutes be with y'all and uh hope y'all have a good weekend next weekend and uh be safe up there at Newberry and uh, you know, don't let Andy and Barney and all of them get in touch with y'all and uh <laughs> I'll see if I can't get my daughter in here and I'll have some of our, uh, I'll have, for the people that's out there listening, I'll have some of our local drivers come in here and kind of, uh, be our top show. Well, you got
1: week. two weeks. Actually, now you got three, so spread them out. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Uh, good luck tonight. And I'll, uh, I'll be texting with you in the morning to see how you did. All right. Thank uh, you, sir. All right. We're going to take a break right now and come back and, uh, See if maybe we can't get somebody on the phone. we get Greg to see if he can't at least get uh, Nelson or something. But you're listening to Start Your Engines, and we'll be right back. There's
0: no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you
6: grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag. But to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. And proved you can save on the delicious food you crave.
7: Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken
12: McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services including inbound and outbound rail shipments and more importantly we support spartanburg be it high school and college sports or important community projects upstate logistics wants to help move spartanburg forward upstate logistics keeping your business and spartanburg moving forward to find out more visit upstatelogistics.com Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Par's Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Par's Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274.
5: Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this.
12: Pelican Snowball.
5: What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs in over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man. It's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt in your mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is
8: always good since 1946. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up For Anything sales event. On-road Nissans. Off-road Nissans. Hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Ultima. Just $179 a month. A new Rogue. Just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultima's One. Rogues, $199. Rogues Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And New Kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top-quality used vehicles on sale, too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197
6: for more details. Like staying up a little later than the missus? Maybe you're counting sheep number 98 or even number 3. Well, no worries. We're up late with you. Join me, KB, for Up Late with KB. Weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3.
0: is trackside and ready to go what's going on at this week's big race let's go live to nelson now
1: and, and uh good afternoon nelson i uh didn't think we'd have you this week uh but well so morning but you need to show me up a little bit <laughs> there you go okay um yeah we uh got our phones fixed here On the fly. On the fly, yeah. While we were uh, doing the show, we had a guy over here working on it. So, um, we got you on. So, what were your impressions of Darlington? We won't waste any time with the uh, recapping the phone anymore. So, how about Darlington? That was a, well, first of all, let's do the Xfinity race. Uh, They finally disqualified a winner. They haven't, uh, I know they did it in a truck race one time, but now they've they've done it to a a Gibbs car. And uh, that was a pretty big surprise.
13: Well, you know, cars beat and bang, bounce up and down a lot, and the suspension settles, and, uh, you know, they said the car was too low. You know, unless they catch something uh, flagrant, uh, like Andy we did uh, one time in Daytona, uh, you know, post-race, if it's a really little low, let it be.
3: Yeah, I agree with you there, because we bumped into that several times. That's like I say. If it's got a device on the car, that some somebody can directly point and say, "Well, you know, this is to let the car down. Uh, The car's going to settle. I mean, I mean, it bounce around and hit, you know, Darnson's rough. I don't know how low. How low did he say he was? Uh, Thirty second an inch? Something stupid?
13: It's something small, yes. But
3: um, yeah, I, I pretty much just. You go through inspection two or three times. After race you just wanna make sure and check the roof height. Somebody dropped it too low, make sure the motor's not too big or they got something like that I, do not I d I don't I don't go for a lot of this Tiki tack ride. stuff. Well, the man won the race, you know. Uh, like I say, uh, they ought to give him the race anyway, unless it's flagrant like a like a big motor nitrous fuel. Yeah, something you can tell that, that they did to try to cheat.
1: Yeah. It's obvious that they were trying to fudge. But, well, you know, it passed obviously inspection before the race. So, uh... Several times. So, I mean, I you know, how how it's... It couldn't have been off that much, but, you know, evidently it was enough for NASCAR. But, Nelson, not only with the Xfinity, but with the, uh... With the other cars down there... That that just seems so weird that you know if you if you get a Darlington stripe if you do hit the wall a little bit too hard you uh, you're not able to go back through the the laser scanner or whatever it is and, and your car becomes illegal is, is that right?
13: Well, when you look and see how many times some cars have to go through before the race before they're legal, and sometimes it's just rolling it out of in the inspection, rolling it back in. And it'll pass or something that'll pass the first time doesn't pass the second time. They have to go back a third time because the thing is measuring so close and uh, metal expands uh, with temperature. And uh, last year, early on, I said, you know, I can beat this. And at first, oh, no, you can't. So I told them what I do. Well, it was mid-year before the NASCAR finally changed the software to compensate for that. So, you know, NASCAR has engineers. The teams have a whole lot more engineers. And they're all trying to out each other. Uh, go back to the uh, metal template or the uh, plywood template and, uh, you know, forget all this space-age stuff which
1: doesn't make a darn bit of difference, except maybe it takes on into a Yeah. Well, I don't know. We talk about this every week, and it seems like uh, um, we get aggravated with it every week just talking about it, but that's that's the way it is, and that's what we have to live with. I just, you know, other series, is, or other series, you know, I don't, you just don't hear all this inspection. I don't hear about, you know, Perhaps it's there, and I just don't know it, but, you know, all this controversy with Indy cars going through inspection and Formula One cars, and I, and it just, NASCAR just seems to, to be out there on this, and, you know, and it's the series that I follow the closest. Well, you need
13: to go back to stock-bodied cars with stock sheet metal, and, you know, the popularity would be much better. That's what built the sport that's what we need to go back to. Unfortunately, we're going the other
1: direction. Yeah, I wish they let you run the thing,
2: Nelson. Well, I know they call them Camaros and Mustangs out there, but, you know, if you look out on the street, a Camaro and a Mustang aren't shaped the same, but they are on the NASCAR track. Right.
13: Uh, very similar. Uh, but, you know, if they went back to Stock matter like the MSA Series has... Right now, that's one of the most popular series uh, you know growing in fan base,
3: and of course, Jim France has up that deal, right. and it's very successful. Yeah, it really is Nelson. like we always say, like Jack Pasino always said for years, he said it like in 1965 he said, "Race on Sunday, sell on Monday," and that that is what has had to, that's been the formula that NASCAR has always stood by, and they can get back that way. That they just uh, some of this stuff just seems real strange.
1: Nelson, I want to touch on uh, something else that we talked about earlier in the show. That's uh, also kind of strange, as far as I'm concerned, and that is qualifying for Indianapolis tomorrow morning and running the race. Uh, you know, about four and a half hours later. That's uh, that doesn't give you much leeway to screw up qualifying, or especially if you wreck a car, you'd have to bring a uh, like a green car off the truck and start the race with no track time.
13: No question. Well, they're out practicing right now. Keselowski is fastest, and Jimmy Johnson is second fastest.
1: Well, and speaking of that, um, but but uh, what I read um, and actually read it this morning before I went to pick up Greg was, it sounded like they did it this way for for the fans, you know, for attendance matters, you know, you know, the, to give them more to watch on uh, on race day, which you know. When they had the cup qualifying, it's usually the same day as an Xfinity race or something like that. And I don't know, that just didn't ring too true with me. I I, I don't I don't know. What do you think? Well
13: I don't see a single fan of the Sands right now uh for this practice.
1: Right. Well, they're supposed to they're supposed to have a pretty good I, I tell you that was a good crowd last week going back to Darlington for a second and they even came back after the rain. I, I was uh Greg and I and Ronnie were talking, we were very impressed with that. It looked like a full house.
13: Uh it was. Uh, you know, reserve grandstands were sold out. Uh and you know, the hype with the uh retro was great, you know, uh all the uh, old uh drivers, uh, crew members were there. Uh it was all home week.
1: Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed it quite quite much. And the uh the interview with Buckshot Jones, who I used to pull for, was uh I especially enjoyed that. I know what we did our picks earlier when we didn't think we were gonna have you on the phone, but you've already picked uh Ron Keslow uh, Ron, I did it again. Brad Keslowski and uh and Allen he wants uh he's gonna stick with his horse. He's still pulling for uh Jimmy Johnson to make it. He's gotta have a win to get in. Um or or a real good finish anyway. He can make it on point. So uh well,
13: the way he's running right now, it's about the best he's run all year. So, uh, you know, definitely ship an eye
1: out for. I hope he makes it. I really do. I mean, that's a, a streak of, what, 12 years in a row. Every year they've done it this way, and uh, I'd like to see him continue it. Um, Ronnie, who are you going to take?
2: Well, actually, I hope uh, Allen wins because I, I won't, I'd like to see Jimmy Johnson take the race. But since he picked him, I'm going to go off the wall with the number three car.
1: Well, That is kind of off the wall, but you know we've had a we've had some kind of off the wall winners. That's yeah. what Menard won up there one year and everything. So, um, Greg, who do you like? I'm gonna go with 22. Nope. Oh yeah, I had already written him down for me. Oh, you oh. can have him. You okay. can well, have him. I, I didn't know that. Nope. I, I, I know you didn't, and I should have said it. But no, you get him because you <laughs> said it first.
3: I've got a good feeling about fancy Gar runs good, and he's a good driver and smooth. About time for him win a race. Well, or I, another race
1: or whatever. I should have I should have spoke up because I, I should already, have. I, I already had it written. All right, well I'll take Hannah's guy. I'll go with uh, Chase Elliott. I don't think he's gonna do it, but I'll take him. So uh we are uh, we're set for that. Well Nelson uh, the um, yeah qualifying tomorrow morning at ten thirty to eleven thirty. That's kinda strange, but that's what they're gonna do and and uh, NASCAR at least somebody's thinking outside the box now. But that is that a NASCAR decision or is that an Indianapolis decision to do it that way, or a TV decision? Or well, that's yeah, yeah, that, that's more than
13: likely what it
1: is. Well, you know, ten thirty in the morning on a on a Sunday is uh, I don't know how prime that is for for TV. I know I know there's a lot, a lot of a lot of foreign soccer games that my son watches. <laughs> I, I mean, he'll wake up at eight o'clock in the morning before he went to the Marine Corps. And watch um, and watch Liverpool at, you know, some ungodly hour. And uh, actually, there's uh, a lot of uh, things that are on that early. I know the Formula One race will still be going on then. Uh, they're racing at Monza tomorrow. Um, so, uh, you know, we uh, just have to live by what they give us. Nelson, what else you got? Anything, any rumors, any... Uh, Silly well,
13: Eric, Eric Jones is signed again for the 20 car with Joe Gibbs. Uh, so Matt Delabello still has not found, uh, you know, where he's going to land. Uh, and that's the big question right now. Well,
2: listen, I, I heard a rumor that Austin Dillon could retire this year. Have you heard anything hadn't about heard,
13: that? I had not heard that one yet, but uh, I'd be kind or of Or not this
2: year, after 2020 season.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's I think that's when his contract ends.
3: Must be I thought you kinda had a start before you retire. <laughs> or at least number of years Well or
1: he got his he got a couple of big ones. He got, a, he, that's got true. A, that's he got a he got a Daytona and a, a six hundred. So, that's good. So um I guess that's you that know counts. Got a, that counts for retirement. Got a pretty wife, he might have other things he wants to do. Highly possible. Highly possible. Well Does Nelson, um look forward to seeing you next week up in uh, Mayberry
13: right uh you know that should be a good weekend for us just hope the weather holds out and uh right now uh clint boyer uh you know is still running pretty good he's in 15th uh you know in the bubble uh for season ending and he's running fourth right now
1: well he needs it i mean he's bad about hitting stuff and he's on uh he's right on the, the line so uh
13: yeah, right now he's on the plus side and Jimmy Johnson's on the minus side. Right.
1: And uh you know, you got two guys four guys going for two spots and if you have a different a different winner that we haven't had this year, you're going to have uh, four guys going for one spot. So uh it'll be interesting. Right. And uh, uh, one thing we didn't talk about, okay. uh
13: you know, uh Dover's coming up before long and uh they're finishing up all the new Cup garages. Uh Instead of having, you know, uh lean to type structure, they're having four concrete garages down turns one and two for the cup series.
1: Okay, well that's a a luxury I'm sure they're uh they're long overdue for. Nelson. Long glad- overdue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a l- long way overdue. Uh, Nelson, I'm glad we got the phone fixed in time to at least get you on. We uh um don't like to have a week without our Nelson Crozier spot because you know it all and you tell us everything and uh, uh, appreciate you coming on and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good. Alright, that's Nelson Crozier and uh, Ronnie? He's the smartest man I know. And he always is. We're going to take our last break and come back and um, just sort of wrap it up, talk about TV, a little indie, a little Formula One. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
7: It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White
5: Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946.
4: Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to 3 days. Call 803-273-3013.
7: Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig Four, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Up
8: for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans. Off-road Nissans. Hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Ultima. Just $179 a month. A new Rogue. Just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultima's 179 Rogues, 199 Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off, and New Kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top-quality used vehicles on sale, too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Say big and Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details.
0: Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at Spartenbergsportsradio.com We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at Spartenbergsportsradio.com.
1: And welcome back to the last segment of Start Your Engines. And um,
2: Ronnie, I always we, enjoy talking to Nelson because you, you know he's going to know what he's talking about.
1: Not but, to be confused with us. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we went from, uh, boy, this has been a fluctuating show. We went from no phone to phone. Went from a room full of people to nobody. Uh, to now just you and Thank I you. are left. Well, you know what I mean. Just uh, <laughs> Ronnie and I are left to do the last 15 or uh, minutes. So um, let me hit on some stuff here. I think i got time to do it all. Let's try the trucks first because that won't take but a second. They don't race uh, again until next Friday night on um, FS1 at 9 p.m. in Las Vegas. It'll be the World of Westgate 200. And the truck series hasn't raced now in about three weeks, three or four. And uh, point standings have got Brett Bretton Moffett in first place. Ross Chastain is second, Stuart Friesen third, Matt Crafton fourth, Austin Hill fifth, Grant Enfinger sixth, Johnny Sauter seventh, Tyler Ankrum eighth, Ben Rhodes ninth, and Harrison Burton is tenth. Uh, we move over here to another quickie that we can do, which is ARCA, an ARCA race last week, as I told you, on the dirt, it was their final dirt track race, and, uh, They run two a year on back-to-back weeks in September, and they ran the Southern Illinois 100, which was at DeCoin. And it was just a tad faster, 107 miles an hour, than they were the week before at Springfield. Christian Eckes was the winner, again, in a Bill Venturini uh, Toyota. Logan Seavey was second in a Bill Venturini Toyota. Third was Corey Hine. Fourth was Michael Self in a Bill Venturini Toyota. And um, fifth was Kelly koski and a Chevrolet. Our, so the big winner was Venturini. It is every week. <laughs> I mean, he not only wins every week, he usually finishes first and second. Uh, the point standings there, Michael Self is first, second, and he's got a 70-point lead over Christian Eckes in second. Brett Holmes is third. John um, Travis Braden is fourth. Joe Graff, fifth. Tommy Vy, sixth. And Brad Smith is seventh. He's still hanging in there. And he's got like a 500-point lead on eighth. So I think he's going to make the top five for it's over. I'm sorry, the top uh, seven. I don't think he'll move. Now let's go to the Indy. They ran last week at Portland. And they're about done. They've got one race. And that's next week. uh, The one race to go. And that's, uh, I'm sorry, that's on the 22nd. That's in two weeks. That'll be on NBC at 2.30. The Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey at Laguna Seca. But they ran last week at Portland, and Will Power won it with Felix Rosenquist, the rookie for Chip Ganassi, Ganassi running second, finishing second. Alexander Rossi was third. Colton Herta, the youngster, was fourth. And fifth was Joseph Newgarten. Spencer Pickett was sixth. Simon Pagino was seventh. Matthias Leist, driving one of the A.J. Foyt cars, was eighth and a good finish for them for a change. Sebastian Bourdais, ninth, and Charlie Kemble tenth. With one race to go, the point standings in the IndyCar series. And it's still kind of close. Um, now, when they run Laguna Seca next week, Ronnie, they uh, double points. Okay. So they, they do that every year, which is kind of interesting. So you can catch up or screw up in a hurry. How, how do they pick that they're going to do that race for double points? It's the last race of the year. Okay. And they just, if, if you're going to come from out of nowhere or come from behind to win the championship, this is your shot to do it. Uh, the last year that Montoya ran, which is like three or four years ago, lost the championship on this very thing. And he raised Kane. He said, you know, you run, you work your tail off all year, and they come up with some screwy point system for the last race. And, and if you have that race as your bad race, it can cost you. And it did. And Montoya, um, I think he was leaving the series anyway, but he left it on a bad note. So anyway, the point standings in Indy as we, as we stand with um, one race to go next week or in um, two weeks. As Joseph Newgarten has a 41-point lead over Alexander Rossi and a 42-point lead over Simon Pagano. They're the only two really ch- any chance at all to, to catch Newgarten. Fourth is Scott Dixon. He's 85 points behind. And then there's a big jump back to Will Power, uh, who's 124 points behind. sixth is Takumo Sato, who has two wins this year and a really good year for him. He took some heat, but he won some races. Uh, Ryan Hunter Ray is seventh. Felix Rosenquist, uh, as it stands right now, will probably be the rookie of the year. He's the leading rookie. Um, Graham Rahal is ninth. And Santino Ferrucci, who I really like this kid. He just makes me smile just looking at him. He almost looks like a cartoon character. He's got this ever-present face and this curly, wild hairdo. And uh, he's just a cool-looking kid. I think he's twenty or twenty-one, and he's tenth in the standings. And it's good to have characters. He is a—I mean, he just when he when they interview him, he's just he's just funny. He makes you want to smile when he gets through talking.
2: Well, it's like you were talking about your your favorite driver used to be Buckshot Jones. Yeah, how can you not like a guy called Buckshot?
1: Well, some people didn't because uh, we went to a signing back on Memorial Day uh, and. He had this running feud with, uh, oh, what was the guy's name? I'm going to have to look him up here. All through that series, when it was uh, the Bush series, Randy LaJoy. And I went up to Randy LaJoy at uh, at the book signing in Charlotte on, right before Memorial Day. And I said, uh, do you ever hear from your old, uh, no, I said, I used to pull for uh, your nemesis. I'm from Spartanburg, and I used to pull for Buckshot Jones. And he said, Blank buckshot Jones. You you can fill in the blank, but he said it with a smile, and he realized that that was just a great time of his career. Yeah, when um, he actually won the championship that year, I think. But it was a war each week with buckshot. They had to take their cars home in in baskets just about every week. Okay, let's go to Formula One here. Uh, Got about ten nine minutes to go. The Formula One race was finally won by Ferrari. Charles Leclerc won it from the pole. It was Ferrari's first win of the year. Leclerc had, had a race literally stolen from him earlier for, uh, they said, a dangerous pass up in Canada. But um, Lewis Hamilton was second. Valtteri Bottas and the other Mercedes was third. Sebastian Vettel and the other uh, Ferrari was fourth. And Alexander Alban was fifth in the Nasten Martin. Moving on down, uh, Kevin Magnuson in the Haas car was... Uh, Eighth, I'm sorry, was 12th, and 13th was his teammate, Romain Grosjean. So they were a lap back. The big story coming out of this, though, not only was uh, Leclerc winning the race, but one of his very, very good friends and um, previously a roommate of his was killed the day before in the Formula 2 race. And his name was Antoine, Antoine Hubert. Looks like Hubert, but it's Hubert. And, um he just had a horrible crash in the Formula Two race, which there's if you, the naked eye, you really can't tell much difference between a Formula One and a Formula Two car. It was at Spa the day before the same the same track and um I mean, you can see it on youtube he uh, was on the second lap of the race, he hits right after the start finish line there's a hard right hander i'm sorry left hander and then a right, and I go up a hill. And somehow or another, he, he missed that right-hander and went into a wall, which is set way off. I mean, it's not like a, a NASCAR track or IndyCar, you know, an oval. It's, you know, you had to go quite a ways to hit it, but he hit it hard and didn't scrub off any speed at all. And, um, I mean, I don't know if he left us at that point or not, but he slid back across the track and was literally T-boned by uh, Juan Manuel Correa. Correa. And both cars just flew into a million pieces. And it was a, a horrible crash. Um, Correa, I think, is still in the hospital, but he's going to be okay. He might be out by now. I know as of, I think, Thursday, he was still in the hospital. But it took the life of uh, of uh, Hubert, who they didn't, they stopped the race, and they didn't continue it. I mean, they stopped it right, right. there. They didn't announce that he'd passed away of his injuries until uh, 7 o'clock local time that night. And this was, of course, in the middle of the afternoon. So uh, when Leclerc won the Formula One race the next day, he was very emotional about it. And they had quickly fashioned some uh, memorial decals that he had on his Ferrari, his winning Ferrari for Hubert. And, um, you know, you have it every once in a while. We talked about a death at a... Pikes Peak this year, so we yeah. had and another was, one last week. Was that weekend. a was that a closed course race? Oh yeah. Well, well <laughs> and, I mean, that was a road course. The Spa yeah. is a four mile track.
2: Well, that's a, uh, but what I you know I've told you before I, I like the the road courses. Yeah. But what I really like is like the Le Mans. Yeah. And uh, where else the East, uh, Monaco? Mm-hmm. Where they were actually in the
1: streets. Yeah. No. Well, the, the, well Spa is a um, street course. Okay. It's, I mean. I think I said two weeks ago uh, before Spa, that it was before World War II, it was like 20-something miles long, the track. Wow. And then between World War II and about 1950 or 60, somewhere in the 60s, uh, they shortened it up to 10. <laughs> and then sometime in the mid-60s or 70s, whenever, they it, they went to the current configuration of four miles. But it was all country roads, and yeah. you look in the movie Grand Prix, I think that's the track they have um, where uh, uh, the one of the Ferraris in that race goes off and, like, hits two kids that are leaning against a fence. And, and, I mean, it's just barns and telephone poles and all sorts of, well, they did away with all of that, but it's still dangerous, and it's still, you know, country roads, and it, it is an actual, it's not a specifically built raceway. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting at. Right. Okay, in the last couple of minutes we got left here, uh, Mike Hill and the Weather Tech Sports Car Championship Series, once again, they're off. They don't run until next week when they have their last race of the year, which will be at Laguna Seca and the Continental Tire Monterey Grand Prix. And that is next week. Uh, Pipo Durrani is seven points behind, along with his teammate, Philip Nasser. So they do have a chance to catch up and, uh, and take that championship. They started so well and finished uh, a rough time here with them with the, the, once the Mazdas got it figured out. And uh, finally, hitting the TV schedule here real quickly. Uh, Formula One qualifying was over at 10 o'clock this morning. So that was about the time we came on the air. Xfinity qualifying will be at noon at Indianapolis uh, today. That's on NBCSN. The Xfinity race will be at 3 o'clock today with a pre-race at 2.30. That's on NBCSN. Go, Jeremy. And then tomorrow, the Formula One race from Monza. And you talk about a storied racetrack. You don't get much more storied than Monza. They don't race on those big high banks anymore, of course. They haven't done that since 1961. But Monza's one of the big ones. That will be at 9.05 tomorrow morning on ESPN2. Uh, if you get bored with that, or you can switch over at 10.30 and watch the cup qualifying from Indianapolis, which we've talked about several times this morning. It's kind of weird. And then the cup race will be at 2 p.m. on NBC, on the main station. The mothership, as they call it. And that's it for this week, Ronnie. This was fun. Well, it was different. We uh, we bounced around all over the place. I, I, we had such great anticipation of air, of having Ray Evernham and uh Larry Reynolds on the show and they will be eventually on the show just not in the next couple of weeks well Ronnie um Greg called me and he said well I I've got Evernham for um, you know for the legend segment at 2:30 uh, 2:30 10:20 but I um, I got a chance to get uh, Larry, uh Larry McReynolds and I don't know if he can come back later and I said well don't pass him up we'll do right. him at 11 so uh you know we didn't want to we didn't want to be in a situation where we pass up some, somebody that, that outstanding. But they both were very nice about it, and they both said they'd be back. So, um, Listen, you and Greg have
2: fun next week at uh, Mount Airy. Yep. And
1: the following week, where are y'all going? Where you're we'll going? be down in Augusta, Georgia for another one. And then I'm going to parents' weekend, so this will be my last time. I'll see you guys in October. Wow. So... You've been listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We appreciate you listening. And uh, remember, keep it between the fences.
0: We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming
13: at 98.3. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg.